This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Scott Morrison's Words of Wisdom. You've got to have a go to get a go. Too bad we'll never let you have a go. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report for Thursday, the 2nd of September. I'm Dom Knight, Charles Firth and Gabby Bolt. I'm in a good mood. Isn't it a great day? What? Why? I feel upbeat. I feel positive about the pandemic. I finally feel things are going to be okay. Okay. This is... This is, um, there's something wrong. Gabby, I can back this should, up. Do, should we send help or something to It's Don? getting warmer. It's, for that. it's getting warmer and we know that's good for the pandemic and numbers are down twice in a row. What? That means it's a trend. So on the 31st, it was 1,168. Yesterday, uh, 1,118. We're only in the low 1,100s now. It's fantastic. It's barely there. Yeah. And to think it only took Melbourne three months to get down from 700. <laughs> it's going to be fine, Gabby. Oh. Just bear with it. Also, Scott Morrison came out yesterday and said, you know, flights are going to come back and I reckon we can do home quarantine. So we'll still have to do the two weeks. We can do it at home. That means that we'll be having this very experience over and over again for years to come. And we know we can. What's two weeks? We've just done nine. It's going to be fine. Indefinitely, we'll get to do this. Um. Okay. Uh, there's more. There always is. Gladys says uh, that by the time we get 70% double doses, we're going to have all kinds of freedoms. She's got ev- Everything's going to be allowed. We can dine out, have a drink at the pub, attend public events. COVID will spread rampantly in the meantime, but we'll be able to <laughs> get out of lockdown. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I can't believe you don't share my optimism. That's, that's just New South Wales. What about Victoria? Okay, in Victoria, admittedly, Dan Andrews said yesterday that numbers will only go up; that they can't control it. Mm. It's over. But he's reopening playgrounds on Friday. I've, I, my brain has no thought. What's, I, what's wrong, Gabby? Just wait because the apparently October is going to be the worst month in New South <laughs> Wales hospitals. Spooky that's season. That's really going. So that's a little while to come. Fucking but hell. eventually, everything's going to be okay. Surely, Charles, you can see that it's going to be okay. Do you share? Now that I've told you all these things, yes, it's going to be all right. Yeah, look, I... Look within. Find the warmth. Find the hope. Have the audacity of hope like Barack Obama, Charles. I think I can. I can. You're right. I can. If I just don't think about what's happening at all and what will happen in the future, I can be happy. I'm going to be happy. Choose it leads to, be to a happy. lot of anger, though. I think that maybe <laughs> by suppressing the sadness, if you just get really angry, you can you can sort of make yourself get up in the morning. I like it. Yeah. This is a good way forward. I'm threatened. On God. today's show, expect <laughs> this positive and hopeful tone to continue. As we talk to New South Wales Teachers Federation President Angelo Gavrilatis about an interesting new plan involving chaplains in our schools. Yeah, well, that, that sounds good. That sounds very good. Mm. Uh, also, we're going to do Fridge or No Fridge, the quiz show that's uh, hitting the pavements and... No, know. we're not allowed outside. We're not Hitting allowed to do fridge or no inside. fridge. Inside. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dandemino in the Chaser Newsroom. The federal government is considering sending more chaplains into public schools to solve the anxiety students are suffering due to climate change activism. When asked whether this was a genuine proposal, Scott Morrison replied that yes, his government was genuinely that out of touch. 
Eddie Maguire has had a tantrum after not being allowed entry into Western Australia for the AFL Grand Final. This comes as a shock to the rich fuckwit, despite several years of him not being welcome in any other state. Craig Kelly has attempted to make friends in the worst way possible after sending a mass text message to 50% of the population. He did this after advice from Pete Evans suggested that it could cure his need for attention. It has worked, with many recipients replying with various iterations of no thanks, please stop and get fucked. That's the latest in news about rich entitled straight white men. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Scott Morrison's Words of Wisdom. Numbers have to go up before they go down, which applies for case numbers and opinion polls. In the news headlines just now, we referred to quite a strange story out of Canberra. So a lot of school kids are worried about climate change. You've got the school climate strikers and the rest. What some coalition MPs have suggested is that the way to deal with that is to recruit a whole bunch of chaplains to counsel the children who have been made to worry about climate change by climate activists. This is genuinely a thing that's being proposed in Canberra. To comment, who better than the president of the New South Wales Teachers Federation, Angelo Gavrielatis. Hi, Angelo. Thanks for joining us. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited because I just think that the chaplains that the coalition's going to fund in every school are just going to sort out. They're the professionals on the job. Are they not? You know, this is absolutely next level, incredible madness. <laughs> absolutely next level. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just intervene? I, I don't know anything about this story. <laughs> what is going on? There's several steps in it. So the first thing you've got is, let's just look at the global warming aspect. What's your understanding of that, Angelo? So the thing that kids in our schools are worried about is not the pandemic, it's climate change. Well, apparently, according to the report in yesterday's Guardian, the Liberal Party caucus in Canberra considered that the psychological impact that climate activism is having on children is so great that we need more chaplains in schools. Mm. So this, the climate strike, the, the kids that are doing the climate striking and all that, the only way to stop that is to get the chaplains on it. Well, that would appear to be the case uh, and the argument emanating out of the Federal Liberal Party. As I said, this is absolutely next level. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I, it, it's beyond us. This whole program from the point of inception under John Howard was one of the most ill-advised programs imaginable. We've now taken it to the next level where chaplains will now be dealing with stress. Which they're, of course, trained and qualified to do, to give mental health counselling to our children. It's extraordinary, isn't it? We've got serious mental health issues amongst young people. We have a serious shortage of trained, qualified school counsellors. And the Liberal Party in Canberra wants to increase chaplains to address mental health stress 
caused by climate activism. There are so many threads to this. The thing that I can't believe about this is that if they were to do this, you would have chaplains in schools actually telling kids that climate change was not a problem and not to stress about it. So in other words, pushing the far right aspect of the government, like the Barnaby Joyce line put forward in school as propaganda by chaplains. Is that right? Is that what they're suggesting? This is, well, this is the conservative religious right at work. The only term I can uh, find within the uh, encyclopedia of political science to describe it is uh, batshit crazy. (laughs) Wait a minute. Can I just suggest a a better way to solve concern about climate change? If people are anxious about that, is to solve climate change itself. Is oh, that no, you're being you're being you're being irrational. You're being <laughs> irrational. You need to see a chaplain. I'll tell you what, though. If anyone if anyone can solve climate, it's pretty complicated. I reckon chaplains, um, people who've got religious training from a theological college, they're the ones you send out to fix climate. They can do anything. I've got nothing. I'm sorry, guys. I've got nothing. I can do education policy. I can't do this. I've got nothing. Because when my wife told me about this story. This morning, I actually misunderstood it. I thought they were sending Charlie chaplains into the schools. <laughs> that would be uh, more help. To sort of make everyone less stressed, because that would make you less stressed, because you'd be all happy because you'd be watching a mime artist. But this doesn't make any sense. These are religious chaplains. This is sort of, they're the same people who George Pell runs, isn't it? I mean, this is not... Why, why are they in schools anyway? I mean, isn't there separation between church and state in state schools? There's so many steps to this I don't get. I, 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 look, it's well beyond me. As I said, we've been dealing with this ill-conceived uh, policy since John Howard. Yesterday it was taken to another level because they found the solution to climate change activism at the same time as expanding the reach of chaplains in schools. Yeah. So I want to get on to the actual impact of mental health and how teachers and their students are suffering through this, because I'm sure that they are considerably, and I really want to get your thoughts on that from a more serious perspective. But the detail of this is quite extraordinary. So just to outline it in more detail. So the idea is that all this stress about potential annihilation is unfounded and that you need deprogramming so that they don't believe climate change is a real problem. I mean, there's just so many aspects to this that are bizarre. Dominic, I I can't do this. I can't offer you any rational explanation because there is none. (laughs) But what I do know, and at, at the risk of being serious just for a moment, our kids are suffering. Our kids are suffering. How could they not be? And and this is and this is what we get out of Canberra. Is this what we get when we've got instances of kids waiting four weeks, six weeks, and months to see an expert? Mm. This is mad. This mm. is mad. It's an indictment on all of them. Mm. On all of them. I should point out that Scott Morrison's response was, "Well, that's an interesting suggestion. So I'm not sure it's going to happen." But he also <laughs> noted that the annual funding was made permanent for the last election. So I didn't realise this thing is now with us on an ongoing basis. Can I ask how it works in schools? So, traditionally, as you said, Angela, you'd have counsellors who'd be coming in and actually have the training and expertise to deal with this stuff as mental health professionals and so on. How does the chaplain fit with that situation? I mean, are people getting religious help for what should be mental health concerns at the moment? Well, we're very concerned about the role they're playing because there's many instances of even overstepping the mark that they've established for themselves in terms of proselytising. They're they're telling us that these chaplains aren't allowed to proselytise. Well, what do they do? Mm. What do they do? Because that's what they do by definition. We've got to scrap it. Just get rid of it. 
Mm. Our schools are crying out for specialists, for trained school counsellors. We need expert help. And this is what we get. Chaplains to solve climate activism angst. <laughs> it, it feels like a chaser article. It really is a chaser article. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. Can we talk about what's actually happening on the ground? Because it does actually acknowledge that the MP Andrew Wallace, who we're talking about this, also mentioned the, the shadow pandemic. And this is the reality, the mental health pandemic that's going on in our schools. The challenging roadmap to know when everything's, everything's going to reopen. What are we doing well? What are we doing badly? And when do you think that the school should reopen? When it's safe to do so. When it's safe to do so. We've said right from the beginning of this pandemic, since last year and certainly since the second wave, that we respect and acknowledge the science. What we want is a consistent application of all health advice, restrictions and the like, across all settings, including schools. What we've seen is too many political overlays during the course of this uh, second wave that is undermining confidence in uh, elected leaders as a result of such. We want our kids back. We want them back yesterday. We know how important that playground is as well as the classroom is. We know how important it is. But that's got to happen when it's safe for them to do so. What commentators, many of them ignore, is that for each case that we have on a school, and we've had more than 80 in public schools in the last uh, eight or nine weeks, and add to that another 40 or 50 in private schools. For each case on a school, that impacts hundreds of others who are thereafter deemed as close contacts who are in isolation for 14 days. This Delta strain is highly contagious, highly transmissible, and that age group of under 19 is overrepresented in it. Mm. Yes, but, but Angelo... Can I just put to you a different perspective, which is I've got two kids. They're both at home having to do yeah. their school and I'm completely sick of them. So what if we don't <laughs> follow the science? Let's not worry about the evidence. Why I'm don't we just Amanda. back and <laughs> let the teachers deal with them again? Yeah. I think that would be a better solution. I think everyone, I think all parents would agree that that is the way forward. Angelo. Thanks for that. Um, we'll take that on board and we'll consider this appropriate consultation with stakeholders <laughs> in relation to the, the, the roadmap. But you know what we should do? Don't put them in front of the teachers. Just give them to the chaplains and get all the chaplains infected. <laughs> then we solve two birds, one stone. Well, I, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great if you get the chaplains trained to deliver vaccinations. That's not that hard to do. Apparently you get them doing the lollipop duty out the front of the school. Oh, the problem stop. is stop. I don't think you would stop. ever be safe to put kids alone with a chaplain though. <laughs> yeah, that, that has had problems in the past. I mean, I was just wondering whether Scott Morrison was seeking the counsel of his own chaplain on this matter. And then I remembered that one of his chaplains was Brian Houston. Yeah, he's otherwise engaged. I think he's got a bit on his plate, that bloke at the moment. It's quite a bizarre situation. Um, your members must be feeling pretty awful about this. What's the feeling about the vaccination for, for teachers? Are we getting anywhere with that? Well, again, again, you know, I've been like a broken record for two weeks. I'm sick of hearing myself calling for the prioritisation of teachers uh, as part of the vaccination rollout. Every day we're told how important schools are, you know, as if we, we need lecturing about to be told how important schools are, important society at large and, and, um, and kids importantly and also the uh, first household who wants to get their kids back to school. We get all that. We get all that. And as part of that, we also understand that vaccinations are an important component to get us out of the pandemic. Why the hell 
with two weeks to go, have teachers not been prioritised? Why the hell, with two weeks to go before the school holidays, do we still have too many cases of people being denied access? You know, they've announced there's going to be a focus at Kudos Arena um, next week or, or, or thereabouts for vaccinations. Not everyone lives in the shadows of Kudos Arena. You know, our people around the state are having major problems with respect to access. Um, whilst we continue to call for the prioritisation, of course, we've been, been encouraging teachers to avail themselves of vaccination following consultation with their GPs, of course, and we'll continue to do that. I'm sure that the, all the teachers in New South Wales will get vaccinated just as soon as we've done the chaplains. <laughs> chaplain-led recovery. It's an extraordinary moment in uh, education policy, Angelo. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about it. An historic moment, an historic moment. Mark this day, mark this day. Climate change angst addressed. Next top. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Scott Morrison's Words of Wisdom. We get there when we get there. When do we get there? When we get there. When we get there. When we get there. Bit of a special treat as we play Fridge or No Fridge. I have been given little to no explanation as to what this means. Dom, do you know? Oh, yes, we do. We used to do this on radio where the game is, does the thing go in the fridge or not go in the fridge? And it seemed Mm. a bit trivial and irrelevant before. um, But now that we are all at home all the time, this is literally the most interesting dilemma any of us have at any point in time. Right. This is this is the best quiz show. I, I don't understand why they do, you know, deal or no deal or whatever they've got at the moment, the, the chase or whatever. This is a far better quiz show than any of those stupid ones. Okay, so yeah. first one. So it's very easy. Or I will read out an item and you just have to tell me whether it's fridge or no fridge. All right. All right. Okay, first one, bread. Gabby, what do you, what do you think? Freezer. Fri- fri- what? Freezer. Do you not put your bread in the freezer? I'm a no fridge. Oh, fuck you, Gabby. Fuck you. That is sorry. completely correct. Yes. Oh, I was no I'm sorry. Fridge. Am I supposed to be answering in a funny way or in a serious way? No, that's the no, weird no, thing. No, no, no. You, yeah, no, this is uh, correct. You know, well done. That yeah, is sorry. why, Gabby, this segment sometimes has its validity as part of a comedy <laughs> program question. Because it's actually simply a helpful household advice segment. But that's okay. We've yeah. got room for that. No, I, I started you off with an easy one. I'll, I'll ramp okay. up the next time I come to They're you. They're meant all. to be genuinely perplexing. Yeah, okay. Next one. Dom. Yeah. Salami. Oh, mm. get pretty stinky out of the fridge. I'm saying fridge. You are incorrect. What? So uh, the best way to score, store any cured meat is by hanging it in a cool ventilated place that is 10 to 15 degrees. Not a fridge. Who a has fridge. one of those? If the answer cool is fridge or house. no fridge, not 
not mythical third-party environment like in a curing suite. <laughs> Who has a curing suite in their house, Charles? Do you? Well, the main thing is that if you take the skin, you know how you can take the skin off the salami. Yeah, no. It's when even if you you store it in the fridge, it will instantly go bad. You got to keep the skin on. That's the thing that keeps it from going bad. And that I would say is from a very respected website called thefield.co.uk. Now, it should just note the field cannot be held responsible and accept any legal responsibility for answers given in these columns. That's um, very helpful. I'm glad to hear it. Yes. Great. Okay, next one. Right. Fridge or no fridge, ripe bananas. I, no fridge. What? No fridge. Incorrect. What do you mean? See, the whole thing is. Because they'll just get yeah, gross. No, so the thing is that, yeah, sure, when you put them in the fridge, they go brown. But they actually don't ripen anymore. The fridge stops the ripening process. And actually, you can store them for up to two weeks in a fridge and they'll be just like when you put them in there. I just so, feel like this segment would work better for me if I trusted the person who was making the <laughs> yeah. announcements. I often let them go kind of bad in a fruit bowl and then mm. you use them in banana bread. Yes, that's true. Like yes. The so let them die and them. then use them in banana Because the thing bread. is, I never actually like fucking fruit. I like cake. <laughs> so. be I've got fruits. a 13-year-old boy and so no matter how many bananas we have in the house, by the end of the day, we have no bananas. So, yeah. so it, it, this one should be fridge, no fridge, or, or turn inevitably into cake. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, next question. Dom, mm. chocolate. See, it lasts longer in the fridge, but I hate it when you take it out and it's all hard and cold. So I'm going, unless it's a Mars bar, I want to see it out of the fridge. You are correct. That is correct. In fact, a chef quoted by news.com.au, whose name was Luke, says that <laughs> chocolate should only ever be put in the fridge if the temperature inside the home reaches above 28 degrees. Wow. So all of Australia in spring and summer. No, yeah. no. Yeah. So when it gets Where melty. Where do you live? Do you live in a tin shack, dude? No, but like, like I, I'm fine with cold chocolate. I like the struggle. I've never been to a dentist in my life. And That's so why. I like flexing on everybody else that I can just chomp that shit straight out of the fridge. Well, it taste you're totally good, wrong. And yeah. In fact, I'm oh, going to take fight you on that. I'm going to take five points off you for your that opinion. Okay, <laughs> next next question, Gabby. Pure maple syrup, fridge or no Ooh. fridge? I've never bought that. What? You've never bought? My wife's Canadian, so we always have some. Oh, see, that's right. She's in her twenties. She hasn't yeah. learned the luxury. Not pure item. maple syrup. I've probably bought like the shitty golden circle <laughs> shit, which we keep in the cupboard out of the fridge. Incorrect. <laughs> Wrong. What? So believe it or not, it says this is cnet.com again. Pure maple syrup can and will spoil. Isn't that amazing? What? It has no preservatives, and when stored at room temperature, it can develop mold on the surface. Hmm. Charles, have you got any more marginally interesting household tips? <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a good one. This is one. I'll open this up to both of you. This right, can okay. be the tiebreaker. So, tomato sauce. Fridge. Cupboard. Fridge. Not fridge. Gabby is correct. Gabby's the winner. It says, okay. So, the, and this is from a very respectable source, the New York Times. Soy, ketchup, chili sauce, and mustard can live in the cupboard even if they say fridge after opening. They are so packed with preservative ingredients that fridging is pointless. So, there it's you go. It's not bad. I it's not a bad that, thing. Though, it's just pointless. 
I store barbecue and tomato sauce in the cupboard, but everything else, fridge. We'll see. Don't you think that was an excellent quiz? And you want to come back next week as the carryover champ. I can see why this was cut from the original (laughs) lineup of the show. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Scott Morrison's Words of Wisdom. It's always in the last place you look, unless you're looking for me in Hawaii, which is the first place you should look. Now, before we go, I've got some good news, guys. I have been accepted to be an accredited member of ACTA. God, who made that decision? I know, which is it's like the Australian Academy of uh, Cinema, Television, Arts. Hang on uh, a second. Uh, basically, I'm a member you of the Academy. Only, you've only been involved in one of those three things. Not cinema and not what? arts. Television, I'll give you. I go to the cinema all the time before the pandemic. Were you? Yeah, were and you I watch in? TV. What, what were you in in the cinema? Uh, no, no, like... Watch it. Oh, that's what it is. You are a participant. No, but the point is, as a crafts member, and let's just say academy member. You're going to be such a wanker now, aren't you? One of the good things that I get to do now is I get to vote in all the actor awards. Cool. Sort of. But hang on a sec, isn't the fact that you've finally been accepted reflective of the absolute Mm. dearth of production that's happened in Australia? Like (laughs) normally there's dozens of different TV productions going on, none of which we're involved with. But now because nothing's happening, they've gone, who do we get first? Because, you know. Look, I admit it's a bit suspicious, but ever since they relocated to Nigeria, (laughs) um, I think it's all very legit and above board and, and they're going fine with their finances. In fact, they've got money that they can give back to me if I just uh, pay them a little transfer fee. It seems oh. as plausible to me that you're becoming a member of the Nigerian royal family <laughs> as you being a member of any academy for <laughs> film and television arts. No, I've been told I've got to keep that part secret. No, no, but it is true. I am in the academy, which means that if you are, as say, a movie producer or you make TV for a living mm. or anything like that. The things which Charles I is am not. now open. Can we just be clear? Charles I, is neither of those things. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Firth is now open for business when it comes to corruptly buying my vote, the actor award. Dear Academy, Charles Firth is now no longer a member, having offered to sell his vote <laughs> one second Literally. after joining. But, 
but you know how in Hollywood the for your consideration yeah. campaigns are ridiculous, right? They give people things like you know Mercedes cars, yeah, and, or those loaners three billboards and, across LA, New York, and uh, somewhere yeah. else for Ratatouzical for your consideration for the Emmys, and then we didn't even get nominated for you, Charles. Like the people behind Rosehaven will give you like. One fun-sized little pack of hummus if you vote for them. Well, I'm saying, I mean, that's where the bidding's opening, but where does it end? Yeah, I was going to say, you you know, know, what's really funny about the idea of Charles being bribed is that you wouldn't even have to pay much. Like, Charles can be bribed by a box of cookies. Ooh, box of cookies. I like that idea. There you go. See, that's a good thought. So now all we have to do, Dom, is become actor award winners. We just make a shitty web series, call it a TV show, and Mm. then we give Charles a box of cookies and boom, actor award winning. I mean, arguably some of us did work on TV shows that won those awards before they were called, when they were called AFI Awards. But anyway, that's not, that's not, that's not close. Sorry. (laughs) I guess the thing is what you want to do. Yes. uh, The way to get Charles's vote is just to simply listen to him pitch ideas. I mean, that's just- That would be the greatest present of all. If, if any producers are out there who want to hear my idea for a sitcom <laughs> set in a sitcom oh, set. God. I've got a great idea for a, an award-winning yeah. TV show, Gabby. But- Do you want to be involved in writing it? It's about yeah. a failed television producer who tries to sell his vote for the industry awards. I think it'll win some actor awards. Yeah. I know a really good idea for the lead actor in that one. Yeah, go on. Colin Fields. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> we should just make our own award show. I mean, what's stopping us? All we have to have is like a couple of really nicely made trophies and we can just throw an mm. event when COVID's That's a over. Great and, idea. Then, and then we get all the corrupt yeah. things because we control the whole process. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, then we just make an award show. But I reckon I reckon the gold chaser could go to, it should be like for excellence in the field of mediocrity. Like the Razzies. I actually, in all seriousness, yeah. think we've accidentally hit on a really good idea, which we should actually do. Yeah. We're going to do it and we can hold it as a live event because they're really yes. easy to organise at the moment. Yeah, we'll just do it on Zoom. Yeah. And then... Um, All the glamour, glitz and glamour of the Logies except yeah. on Zoom. The one event that's less prestigious than the Logies. I love it. I'll organise the cocaine. Great. And uh, we'll get going. Awesome. Our gear is from Charles Attila. I mean, our gear is from Rose Microphones and we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Bye. See ya.